There are two words that my 10-year-old stepson, who I love dearly, he's made a couple cameos on this show, that he loves to utter. And I'm sure plenty of other 10-year-olds utter these same two words quite regularly. Sus and cringe. And lately, when I look at these Warriors, man, I'm doing a lot of cringe. A lot of the decisions are sus. <laughs> I can't believe I'm using those words. And we're going to get into why that's the case whether it's anything to worry about, are there any possible solutions out there? I'm going to cover all that with you tonight. I'm going live and recording this at 11.28 p.m. Pacific time. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. I am Cyrus Sotsas. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. You can follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. And again, I'm coming to you live. Uh, and, I, and just to prove I'm going coming to you live, I'm showing all the chats that are coming in. So. Aruna, if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, you are first. Congrats. Anyways, I'm not just playing around there. I'll try to answer questions if they come live. All right. This is super late. I totally understand if um, there isn't much of an audience. I am doing this primarily for the Tuesday audience. I'm coming to you right after that frustrating loss to the LA Clippers. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, um, here's the deal with the, uh, with the Golden State Warriors right now. This is a team that knows how to win, not just a championship. They know how to win multiple championships. All right. Like they, they don't, there's no panic button with this squad. They're 42 and 16 without Draymond Green. They're 42 and 16 without Andre Iguodala, whatever version of Andre Iguodala we have now. And I, 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 I got to stop using that word. We, when it comes to the Warriors, whatever version the Warriors have, of Andre Iguodala. We haven't, they haven't seen James Wiseman yet. I mean, it's, and they're 42 and 16. And again, I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. This is a, a Warriors team that knows how to win. They know how to play the long game. And they are fully aware that at this time of year, there's no reason to panic. Now, is it frustrating? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, Sometimes, I mean, I, it sucks that my emotions are tied into this team sometimes, you know, for a lot of moments, but it does. And nights like these are frustrating. And, and a huge part of the frustration, I think, is the fact that a lot of what can be fixed is fairly obvious and the team's not doing much about it. And and this is where, you know, like patience has to be encouraged and emphasized because, these are ultimately human beings out there. And the, the, the James Wiseman is very important. He's very important. And they can't just like wave him. I mean, he was the number two pick just last year. Um, I've spoken to a lot of former NBA players, many of them great. You have no idea how privileged I am to be in a position where I'm like just constantly just interviewing and communicating with like NBA legends. It's insane. Um, and I'm forever grateful for this. And But one thing they're echoing, they are repeating time and time and again, 
is that James Wiseman has the potential to be a great. Like, I haven't heard any of these Hall of Famers have spoken with, any of them. Not one of them utter that, and I don't know about him. I don't see, I don't see what, why he's a number two pick. I've never heard anything negative come out of their mouth. They just obviously want to see him play, but they're really excited about him. And that makes me excited about James Wiseman too. Like I really want to see him on the court and so does everyone. Right. But he's a part of the plan and that's just something dub nation is going to have to accept. And unfortunately, and this is where I think criticism is warranted for Bob Myers is that, okay, well, what's your plan B? Did you not see the Phoenix suns last year when they only had one center and, and how did you see how that turned out? You know, that's a whole reason why we follow history is to learn from mistakes. And, um, you know, when you look at the Warriors history in terms of like all the championships they've won and we're going to exclude the two years where they've been rebuilding. And that's when basically going to call that because it really was a rebuild slash respite slash, you know, regroup, re, you know, reset and rest. But in the five year stretch where the Warriors were a legitimate dynasty, they had a center every year. You know, I mean, the, the year they won, they won their first championship, they had Andrew Bogut. The year they should have won their second championship, Bogut was injured, but they had him on the roster. And, and maybe you could attribute the fact that they didn't have much depth as part of the reason why they ultimately lost. Very small part, but, um, you know, during the, the Kevin Durant years, they had JaVale McGee, a player that I really feel like the Warriors underused um in that rocket series that went seven games i really felt like that series would not be as close if javel mcgee was playing more i just i don't know if kerr just has this aversion for bigger players i mean sometimes he'll use them sometimes he doesn't but you know that 2015 championship team david lee i mean granted he wasn't like a major part of that championship but when they were down 2-1 to the cavaliers it was david lee who Gave him those easy inside buckets that calmed the entire team down and allowed the Warriors to come back from a 2-1 deficit to win their first of what became three championships. They've always had bigs. David West, not super tall. What is he, 6'8"? But he's not someone you want to mess with, and he was durable. I mean, they had bigs. And this year's iteration of the Warriors right now, until James Wiseman comes back, and let's hope that happens really soon. They just don't have size. They just don't. And it, it's and I think any criticism uh, geared toward uh, Bob Myers when it comes to the 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 makeup of this roster and why there are isn't a, a, a depth when it comes to big. I think that's a warranted criticism. I think that's it's rightful to bring that up. Kevon Looney is an Iron Man this year. He has been clutch. His rebounding numbers over the last month are absolutely insane. He's really adapted to this role. I actually asked him a question during tonight's press conference, just asking him, look, like, this is an unusual role for you to be in where you are the biggest guy on the team. <laughs> How does that feel? Are you comfortable with that? I asked him if he was comfortable being in that role. And he said, yeah, but, you know, it, he had a lot of questions geared toward him tonight. People weren't short on asking them questions. They had to end that thing early, and I'm really grateful, uh, Raymond, for for letting me ask that question. It was virtual. Um, 
you know, because obviously this is the discussion now. It's 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 plain as sight. Like the Warriors are small, and with Draymond out, it becomes very glaring because there's a lack of depth in the front court. When Otto Porter Jr. is playing center, I, I don't, I just, I don't like that. I don't, I, I love Otto Porter Jr. I love him, not as a five. When you when you look at that Clippers roster tonight. They outscored the Warriors in the paint, 54 to 40. The Warriors, again, were outscored in the paint by 14 points. They lost this game by 15 points. And yes, uh, Aruna, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. That is my my dog. It's a painting of my dog in the background. Rest in peace, Indy. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, and yeah, they're they're just, you know, they're going this small ball route. It's frustrating me. Um but the problem is there just isn't much that can be done about it. I, you know, there, Dieter and I looked at the the makeup of who's out there right now, and it's it's Slim Pickens. Robin Lopez is a name that's uh, dropped a lot in the rumor mill. Problem is he's still with Orlando. He reportedly actually likes being there, and unless they buy him out, he has a $5 million contract with him. He's not leaving. He's not available, and who knows if he wants to come to Golden State. So they got some problems, and uh, I still think in the grand scheme of things, if and when this team is fully healthy, there is nothing to worry about. They're going to win the championship. But, you know, and I told Dieter this during yesterday's show, It seeing how undersized we are and seeing how beat up Looney is getting down there, seeing Bielitsa getting beat up where he's missing weeks at a time because of back tightness and back injuries, seeing Draymond, who has been the iron horse of this team for the entire run, suddenly now missing like well over a month. He's going to be missing probably two months when all said and done, if not more because of a back injury. Um, I'm starting to be a little concerned here that they're getting beaten up. I mean, it's basic physics, you know, when somebody outweighs you by 70 pounds, it's going to hurt more. It's, you know, so I, you know, I don't know why the, you know, I know James Wiseman were hoping for him, but I just don't understand um, why there wasn't a plan B for this, why they didn't prepare for this. Uh, and when we come back, we'll obviously uh, talk more about the Warriors lack of size in the middle. I, I, I jotted down a lot of notes from the Warriors 15 point loss uh, to the L.A. Clippers, Stephen Curry had a fantastic game. Fortunately, he was the only one that had a great game, really. Um, but first, let's talk about a really longtime sponsor of Locked On Warriors, and that's Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline.net, where... The game starts. You are locked. 
Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And again, the Warriors lost to the LA Clippers, uh, 119-105, I believe the final score. Um, And the theme of the night was clearly the Warriors being outscored in the paint uh, by 14 points. I believe it was 54-40. to Almost was the the key difference in this entire game, but it wasn't the only thing. Um, During the post-game press conferences, uh, and I'm going to play some sound here, uh, we're going to start off with Steve Kerr who really kept hammering the point that the team's lack of focus defensively was the primary issue. I couldn't disagree. I I think that's absolutely correct. Um, And I'm going to play that sound for you in just one second. But uh, I, I, so Kerr um, in my, in my opinion, based on watching countless post-game press conferences um, was rather short, not in terms of attitude or speech, but just the length of, of the press conference itself. He just, I think it was only available for a few minutes. Um, he didn't take any questions from, uh, from the virtual crowd, myself included, you know, I'm in the Bay area and there were, the team was in LA tonight. Um, so, uh, he, he didn't, and I re- what I wanted to ask him, and this is something I'm very curious about. And, but I, again, I couldn't get in was, um, why is Gary Payton the second playing such limited minutes? Dieter alluded last week, I believe, on Friday's show uh, that it, that it, the reason could be that he's fighting an injury. Very possible. Um, I don't know if that's him just purely speculating, and it could be, there could be a validity to it simply because um, you know he's been battling hernia injuries. I believe he he had some other leg ailment as well, and I know again the Warriors are so focused on the postseason. Like they're just they're focused on championships, and I love that about this team. How could you not? Um, you know, one of the other shows I do is with Hall of Famer Rick Barry, and one thing him and I connect on so strongly is we both just appreciate greatness. We both just appre- appreciate the whole process and the pursuit, the hard work, the dedication, the mental toughness, um, because true greatness is a very special thing. And, and we both just, con- we talk about that a lot. And he is such a misunderstood human being, in my opinion, based on just the the general narrative and feedback I've seen of him over the years. Um, he's a, a wonderful man, incredibly thoughtful and generous. I, I can't emph- emphasize enough how awesome it is to host a show with him. Um, anyways, the, the point is talking about greatness. And this Warriors team could achieve that. Like, I really believe like they have the potential to be even greater than what they are now. And so when I'm criticizing this team a lot, it is nitpicking. It is, you know, when you're, when you have, when you have a media role, that's not just reporting facts. Um, you gotta, you gotta come up with angles, but you also have to be ethical in, in these angles you're deci- you're deciding on to talk about, and they have to be interesting, obviously. But again, you have to be moral in these decisions you make as an agenda setter, and um, you know. So, so anyway, so when we talk about the Warriors, a lot of these criticisms are, are, are nitpicks. I mean, they're forty-two and sixteen. No one was predicting this when the season started, um, but 
they could be better. I, I do believe that. And that's part of the pursuit of greatness, right? And um, and I just, you know, so when I criticize this Warriors team and, and, and this being one of them, the vast majority is nitpicking. Uh, but one of them is Gary Payne II's usage. And, you know, we don't know if he's injured or not. Um, you know, he hasn't been listed on injury reports. I just interviewed his dad last week, uh, Gary Payton. I love him. Um, and Gary Payton didn't say one thing about his son being hurt. And he was very forthright in that interview. It was like over an hour. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's why in the last three games he's played nine minutes, 11 minutes, 11 minutes, not necessarily in that order. Uh, but Gary Payne II is almost like a calming presence for the Warriors when he's on that court. If there's one thing he excels at, I think defense is the obvious thing, but he he knows how to go with the pace of the game. Um, in other words, a moment doesn't get too big for him. Whatever is going on, you could tell Gary Payton II is right in it, and he's ready for it. He's very tough-minded. Um, he could handle the big moments again. And um, I wanted to ask, you know, why was he only playing, you know, nine minutes, eleven minutes, eleven minutes? So these are this is that was his totals over the last three games. He's averaging a little over, little bit over ten minutes a game. Uh, why not double that? <laughs> you know, like why not give him twenty five, thirty? I, I feel like he's earned it. Anyways, this was Steve Kerr uh, after the game, um, talking just about the defensive lapses and the lack of focus as being some of the main reasons why the Warriors lost. Uh, to the LA Clippers, one nineteen to one hundred four. I think the main thing is just, our defense has just been bad. You know, it's been bad for six, seven games now. I think um, so. It's it's hard to win in this league uh, when you know, when you're looking like we are defensively with so many holes in in, uh, in our game. Whether it's you know tonight it was just on ball defense. They just spent the entire game at the front of the rim, couldn't guard, guard our man. Um, last game it was box outs, back cuts. You know, every game it's been something a little different. So our defense has just been uh, really poor. And um, if that's the case, it's, it's tough to win. So we got to get better with them. Yeah, so there was Steve Kerr again talking about the team defense, uh, the team lack of focus. And, and again, this, this, this is literally the dog days of the NBA season leading into the, all, into the all-star break. Uh, Stephen Curry was, was um, on the podium after the game, and I really wanted to ask him a question, but uh, he ducked out fairly quickly as well. I guess that's what happens when you lose. I mean, what do you really – I mean, who wants to talk to media members after you lose a game? Um, but I, I really wanted to throw in a question about, uh, something he said a month or so ago, um, about how he approaches each season, um, in three parts. And right now he's in part two and I wanted to be like, Hey, so is part two end after the all-star break. And I, I imagine part three is him kind of ramping it up, you know, end of February, early March, and just getting those, the, the, the motor going and just constantly increasing gears, as you approach the postseason, and then when you get to the postseason, you're just launching, and then you're hopefully carrying that momentum all the way to the finals and winning the whole thing. And that's really what um, momentum is all about. It's a real thing, you know. It's not a measurable. There's no data that you know shows how much momentum you have. It's a psychological thing, but it's very real in sports. And 
Um, but he, he, he ducked out fairly fast. Again, I got a question in with Kevon Looney. I can't thank him enough for taking that. Um, and when we come back, I'll play some more sound to wrap things up here on Locked On Warriors. But first, I got to talk about these yummy protein bars that everyone loves to gobble. Dieter swears by these things. Connor Letourneau of the San Francisco Chronicle loves these things. Uh, Wes Goldberg, our predecessor who hosted Locked On Warriors, he's now uh, doing Locked On Heat in Miami. He loves these things, and I'm talking about Built Bars. Uh, this is the type of this is the time of year that people pretty much give up on New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Stick to those resolutions to eat right and start with Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because the moment you eat these things, you enjoy it. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat that's covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. I'm getting hungry just reading this copy. They have some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro. I, I love churros. They're so good. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're just better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. These on average are 130 calories, just a, a, an eighth of the sugar, only four net carbs, yet 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Don Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. One final segment to wrap things up here. Uh, dude, I love the activity in the chat, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm seeing from uh, Panop, you mentioned Kaminga who's still getting positive minutes. You know, one thing I really want to see more of is Moses Moody. We had a brief moment there where he was starting games. He was playing actual important minutes. He was putting up big numbers. He's clearly a great shooter. And, you know, that's he's only going to get better the more he plays. Um, I mean, Kaminga is just an obvious name to bring up and talk about. He is, I mean... He didn't have the greatest of games tonight. It was just, you know, okay. But, you know, he's a rookie. He's 19 years old. He's not going to have every night be a, a 15, 20-point game. But, um, yeah, Kaminga is – it's I, – <laughs> I, I, I got at a loss of words for how excited and grateful I am that the Warriors landed this kid. It's incredible. I mean, the other night I brought up with Kaminga, like, if, if, if you were to tr- – is there anyone else out there you would trade him straight up for? And the answer is no. I mean, I, I mentioned maybe like Luka Doncic, who's what, like 22 and already one of the game's biggest stars. And people were like, like criticizing me for that. They're like, no, Kaminga's only 19. <laughs> uh, but, but Moses Moody, I want to see more of. 
Um, and I think he's earned it. I think Gary Payne the second again. If there, if if Kerr is saving him, I get it. Okay, if that's the reason, then by all means, you know, it's it's funny because on one hand, people like myself, fans, you know, we want transparency from the Warriors. Uh, you know, like I want Bob Myers to tell me everything. But on the other hand, it's like, of course they can't do that. I mean, you can't just go out and tell the world your entire master plan. And, you're, I mean, you're competing against 29 other multi-billion dollar organizations for one championship. And, you know, you got to hold that competitive edge. I get it. But <laughs> I would love to know what the master plan is, though. Um, and that's where you got to give kudos to media members who have those inside sources, um, which is rare. I mean, the Warriors are great at keeping secrets, but... Um, yeah, I would like to know. It's like, is Gary Payton not playing because, you know, you're resting him up or are you legitimately making a mistake? It's okay. You're human. Admit it. But I want to know the truth. (laughs) Um, you know, I hear, I'm seeing Damian Lee's name come up in the chat here. And I love having this, this live version that maybe I should do this more often. I gotta, I gotta get some feedback on this, but here's the deal with Damian Lee is that I don't know if he's going to be cut this year for the simple reason that he's Stephen Curry's brother-in-law. All right. And chemistry remains the most important variable for this team. It's, it's the fundamental reason why no change has been made so far. The chemistry of this team, the makeup of this team is special. Uh, when they're all together, it's wildly successful. It's championship pedigree stuff. It's, this is a team that, has the makeup of the world championship or of be of winning the world championship. I mean, so you don't want to mess with that. Right. But on the other hand, we're seeing a lot of injuries and here's what I'll say about Damian Lee. If they sign Goran Drogic, Damian Lee's out. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, the math is very simple there. It's, it's if, so for those of you that don't want Damian Lee on the team anymore, start tweeting at Goran and tell him to come to the Warriors because uh, Wojnowski reported that the Warriors are one of the five or six teams pursuing him. So um, if you don't like Damian Lee, that's your call. Otherwise, he's not a bad player. Uh, by the Warriors' standards, he has size. He's a whopping 6'5", which is, again, when you look at the Warriors' roster, that's a big, as sad as that sounds. So... He gives you a little size. He gives you three-point shooting. He's not horrible defensively. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, he praises on him either. Um, but I think he's like a minutes eater in the regular season. It, it, for those of you that just can't stand Damian Lee, and I don't know how, if there's any of you out there really that feel that way, but I see his name come up a lot. Um, you're not going to see him in the postseason, so don't worry about that. He will not be in the 10-11 man rotation come postseason time. So, Again, he's eating up minutes in the regular season. If the Warriors do end up signing uh, Drogic, then Damian Lee's out. I mean, that's that's the 15th man, and Steph is going to have to understand that. My my hunch back in when the, when the season was over and there was a debate over the final roster spots, especially regarding Avery Bradley, my hunch is that it was either going to be Damian Lee or Avery Bradley, and... You know, so Steph was like, damn, like I want Avery, but, you know, you can't get rid of GP2 and Damien's my brother-in-law. So, you know, family's tighter than anything. Um, again, most of that is speculation. I've, I've heard some things, but so uh, that's 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 the that's that's the deal with Damien Lee. Yeah, he is streaky. Eduardo, you're absolutely correct. Um, he's not consistent. That's his clear weakness. 
like without question. Um, but there's not much you can do about that. It's just, it is what it is, unfortunately, when it comes to Damian Lee. So, you know, if they find a better player, they'll, they will replace him. He's not like set in stone. They were just cause he's Stephen Curry's uh, brother-in-law, but at the same time, you know, he's he's clearly friends with everyone in that locker room. Like, they like him, and that's not a bad thing. You know, chemistry is important here. That's a good thing. So, um, And so the Warriors next play uh, Wednesday against Nikola Jokic. Here's all I'll say about that. The, it, it, every time the Warriors have a matchup like that against a player who is is everyone thinks is obviously going to dominate the Warriors for some reason, like Looney steps up for some reason, like everyone just kind of wakes up a little bit, which is really all the Warriors need. When you, when you, when you heard Steve Kerr talk about focus, that is most of it. Like this Warriors team, their entire success is based on urgency, based on how much they want it. And they just don't care that much right now. They don't. I mean, I know a lot of these guys are newer and they should be hungrier uh, like Wiggins comes to mind a little bit, although he had a decent game tonight, but I'd like to see some more points from him. Um, but the, the urgency just isn't there. Um, and, and yet I'm, I'm seeing, uh, uh, Bielitsa's name as well. And Bielitsa is actually doing okay. They need him right now. They need a size. He's not going anywhere, but if they do find a better big, uh, then Bielitsa will be one of the first to go. Um, I got a couple more sound bites real quick before to wrap things up. First of all, this is Kevon Looney. Um, this is not the question I asked him, um, but it is a question he answered, which is in the, which was in the same theme, uh, which is dealing with other bigs and and dealing with the fact that he is their primary center and and he's he's the one that's going to be dealing with all the rebounding, all the you know all the seven footers that are fighting for rebounds and second chance points and and you know posting up. He's the one dealing with all of that. So uh, here was Kevon Looney after the game. <laughs> uh, and I think I need a break. Uh, I think everybody's looking forward to All Star break. But the overall, I feel I feel fine. I feel good. Uh, my job to be here every every night, and uh, I want to be here for my team and provide energy and, and uh, find physicality and be that uh, that force for us to down down low. Uh, so I feel I feel pretty good. You know, uh, I'm not like exhausted, but I, <laughs> I'm ready for the break. <laughs> And uh, and I want to finish uh, uh, tonight's show with, of course, Stephen Curry, the man who on another night, maybe I'll or another show. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll talk about his updated MVP candidacy. Um, I still think he's very worthy and he's uh, uh, under underappreciated. He's not talked about enough. Um, again, the Warriors, you know, look, they've lost three out of four. They, they're just, you know, they're on the bo- cusp of having a four game losing streak. That Lakers game was way too close for comfort. They barely came out of that alive. Um, and, but despite that, I mean, Steph is still putting up phenomenal numbers and the Warriors are still 42 and 16. They easily have the second best record in the NBA. So anyways, um, and Steph talked about the defensive struggles as well. He echoed sentiments that were very, very similar uh, to Steve Kerr's. Um, which was that defensive lapses were like the primary culprit for um, the team struggles tonight. So here is Steph and Curry. You know, locked in on game plan discipline. Um, there a lot of possessions tonight where one guy was doing the right thing, two guys weren't, and the other two guys were kind of just watching. And a lot of breakdowns like that, paints open. And they have so many options to, to hurt us with. So 
being locked in mentally and, and, and focused on the game plan, what we're trying to do so that everybody's on the same page. I, you know, one-on-one -on -one defense is everybody has to take their responsibility and take the challenge. And then you just have to sustain the effort. Um, we didn't talk a lot tonight either. That's something that uh, we're, we're really we're usually pretty good at. And that affects the offense, too, when you know everybody's on the same page because they're yelling and talking and screaming on every possession we didn't do that tonight. And that's just testament to, again, the team not having Draymond Green. I mean, if there's anything that's 100% certain is that they really miss Draymond Green. He is incredibly missed. And, again, his value just shows during this period of Warriors basketball when they sorely need him. Um, so, But great news is uh, Mark Spears uh, earlier today reported that um, his recovery process is going great. Um, I'm not quoting him verbatim, but, uh, everything I heard is that Draymond is, is right, right along schedule. Um, and that if provided there's no setbacks, we're going to see him playing again, uh, shortly after the all-star break. So, um, that's some great news. And for all the people who, um, were watching live tonight, thank you very much. Uh, Dieter Kurdenbach is going to be hosting the Wednesday show. Um, and I think him and I are going to meet together Thursday, and then I'll wrap it up Friday. So that's a weekly schedule for Locked On Warriors. Um, and again, despite losing tonight, they're still uh, 42 and 16. Um, and they will turn it up soon. It's just, I, I'm very confident of that. So uh, thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thank you, folks. You can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. Follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. Take care. Later.